Chapter Eleven of An Irishman's Difficulties with the Dutch Language by Kiwi Nguayle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Anna Simon. Chapter Eleven: A Successful Interview. You must not suppose," said O'Neill, after I had expressed my commiseration, "that I was always unsuccessful in my conversations and business transactions. On the contrary, I have sometimes surprised myself and everybody else by the shall i say aptness and readiness of my utterance not to speak of its delicacy and point you smile but listen this was certainly the case one day when i had an interview with an elegant young man who came to me from the bevolkingsregister bureau that is the place where the authorities give themselves so much needless trouble about your address and initials and where i had broken the law of the land by mixing up the tinsmith with a lightning conductor well, a representative of this department of state called upon me two days running when I was out. The last time he came, he left word that he would return next morning at 10.30 sharp, and would I please give him an interview. I thought it wise to do so. That unhappy blunder of mine might get me into trouble. Perhaps the officials of the Bevolkings office were going to prosecute me for conspiring to deceive the government. At all events, I would be at home at 10.30, and more than that, I would be ready for my visitor when he came. I rose about six, and prepared for the proposed conversation as a barrister prepares his brief. As the man who talks most has generally the situation in his own hand, I determined to keep the greater part of the conversation to myself. All the likely sentences that could possibly be of avail I copied out of the phrase-book on a sheet of foolscap. Some new expressions and idioms were added, and I committed them as thoroughly as possible to memory. And, by the way, I made use of a fresh discovery, a number of algemene opmerkingen from the end of the grammar. These were on the same lines as the material in the phrase-book, but much more learned. They were for advanced students, I was rather advanced now, so to speak, and they had a distinct literary and scientific flavour. I went over all these aloud my old and favourite plan, so as to gain fluency and facility in uttering them. Furthermore, not being able to trust my memory absolutely, there was a lot of new stuff to be mastered, you see, I hit upon a plan to lead the conversation and keep it upon topics of my own choosing. My stratagem was of uncommon simplicity, but admirably effective for all that. On my table I erected a kind of informal reading-desk, composed of books and magazines. Then, in a hollow of this edifice, out of sight, I placed my manuscript notes, where they could easily catch my eye. Two chairs I set carefully in position, one for myself, beside my fortress, the other for my visitor, in the middle of the room, in a good clear light. Then I awaited results. At half-past ten o'clock sharp, there came a ring at the hall door, and, ushered by the obsequious landlady, in walked a young fellow, fashionably dressed, with languid manners, and a general air of being bored with life. He carried a portfolio gracefully under his arm. Without waiting for him to begin, I went up to him the moment he entered, and shook him cordially by the hand. I relieved him of his umbrella. He had one, though the weather was fine, and as his other hand was thus partially released, I shook it with no less heartiness. Beleidschap, meneer, I began. Beleidschap en vreugde. 
het verblijdt mij zeer u te ontmoeten mag ik u verzoeken uw jas af te zetten wat nee as the day was burning hot and he wore no overcoat i didn't insist upon this zei het zo mijn waarde neem een stoel i continued ga zitten ik bid u het is aangenaam weer volstrekt niet koud nee niet koud this was well within the mark for it was eighty-nine degrees in the shade my dutch seemed to surprise him for he said feebly dag sir yes i mean oh yeah i saw he was just the kind of young man that i could have a pleasant talk with but it was now time i got back to my notes before sitting down however i asked to take charge of his head handig mij uw hoed over i said reaching for it when he hesitated i put him at his ease with an alsjeblieft toe dan toe though there was an interval of a second or two whilst i was getting behind my barricade he was too astonished to utter a sound either in dutch or in english i perceived my advantage and intended to keep it mag ik u iets aanbieden i said with a wave of the hand throwing in some nonsense out of the grammar wat gebruikt u ah hm een voorzetsel bijvoorbeeld of de gebiedende wijs of een bevoeglijk naamwoord wat niets as he still said nothing i pointed him to my cupboards by happy inspiration remembering the refrain of the vendor of eatables at one of the stations bier limonade spuitwater adding bitterkoekjes en ijskoud bier of een amandelbroodje it was well he didn't accept for i had none of these dainties in the house but it sounded friendly to offer them of i put in sinking my voice to a confidential whisper spreekt u liever over de nieuwe elektrische tramweg wel dan het publiek wordt gewaarschuwd het personeel niet in gesprek te houden very faintly came the reply as he moved restlessly on the edge of his chair meneer ik kwam niet om de tramweg nee i said goed best ik neem het ook niet kwalijk meneer ik bid u welkom het doet mij genoegen na al het ongunstige weer van verleden week u zo goed en wel te zien the weather had been quite hot but this was one of the good phrases of the book and i stuck to it all this appeared to increase his panic and he glanced at the door more than once as if he would like to make a bolt for safety now i was quite in my element and from my palisade of books i could hurl all sorts of irrelevant politenesses at him ik verwelkom u oprechtelijk meneer uw bezoek is mij oorzaak van ongeveinsde blijdschap holding the portfolio clenched in both hands he stared at me as if he was incapable of speech this seemed a favourable opportunity for putting in an algemene opmerking which i must say had all the effect of a round shot after infantry fire deugden en beloning gaan zelden te samen i murmured pleasantly with a friendly gesture of deprecation then in a second or two afterwards i added leaving him to find out the connection as best he might water bevriest op 32 graden 
the more outrageous the nonsense which i repeated from my notes the paler he got he seemed to measure the distance between his seat and the door but i rose walked about the room repeating softly to myself such phrases as i knew well no matter what meaning they might have la maar pas op niet pluis hoor het komt er niet op aan some midges were buzzing about the room i pointed to them saying akelige beesten niet waar and making a sudden spring towards one that was approaching his head i impaled it or rather smashed it in the approved fashion between my hands the fragments of the insect i displayed to him on my palm adding triumphantly dood als een pier he was ready to go laying at last a fatherly hand upon his shoulder i genially inquired vergun mij te vragen jongeling hoe is het met uwe achtenswaardige ouders o oh, ja meneer he said in a breathless whisper ja zeker meneer dank u zeer ik moet weg sir ik heb belet thuis ik moet weg ik zal het u zenden and he was gone gone too without his hat i was left master of the field ringing the bell i rushed to the landing and called after him duizendmaal vergiffenis bevolkings meneer uw hoed but that hurried him only the more swiftly down those steep stairs and i was sincerely glad to observe the landlady like a good goalkeeper had stopped him at the door where they entered into earnest colloquy i had won this conversational contest and half my ammunition was not yet expended eight polite sentences and about a dozen algemene opmerkingen remained unused besides two general topics boomkwekerij and rembrandt but what did he mean by ik zal het u zenden what was it that he meant to send i devoutly hoped there would be no further difficulty about my address and was just trusting i had escaped when the landlady entered with the words hij moet zijn hoed hebben then as she took it in her hand she added meneer zegt dat het niet veilig in huis is niet veilig zegt meneer hij vraagt ook wat de grote letter is voor o'neill of het een j of een i of een t of een f of een y is niemand op het kantoor kan het uitmaken uw handschrift is zo onduidelijk zegt meneer relieved to see there was nothing worse i went to some old copies of the news from the dag which were lying carefully folded up on the side table and with a pair of scissors cut out a j from the word juli pasted it hastily on a sheet of notepaper and wrote underneath it met veel complimenten en de groeten yes the interview was decidedly successful yet it pales before the fame i once got by a single sentence just outside the beurs station in rotterdam i was pounced upon by an army of porters they had seized me and my bag and were quarrelling loudly i said hush to the worst of them but one brawny rascal was inclined to be insolent and i was put upon my mettle ik bid u houd u er bek i said anders and here i glanced round for a policeman anders roep ik de openbare macht the man ran like a hare i pride myself there was dignity and firmness 
courtesy and local colour all in that one sentence, and I find that it is still much admired. End of chapter 11